Hey guys, welcome back to Octagon Control. I'm your host, Ted Zilla. Today I got a special guest, Matt Inman. He's a former MMA fighter in the England circuit and also a head coach and has helped run SBG Manchester for a little bit um, since um, his coach and my godfather, Carl Tanswell, passed away. Um, and yeah, let's get started with questions. So you fought in the uh, UK circuit when it came to MMA. Like, how is that with all the fights and yeah, it's like uh, it changed changed a lot as the years went on. I fought for a long time. I had thirty one pro fights uh, starting in two thousand and eight. My last fight was in twenty twenty. Um, so yeah, I fought all kinds of organizations, small shows, uh, right up to fighting for Cage Warriors eleven times, which is probably like one of the the biggest kind of European promotions. And. And they still are too. I know um, today UFC uh, Fight Pass picked them up now. Yeah, so they've been with Fight Pass for a good few years now. Um, most most of the guys you'll see coming through from the UK and Europe are generally foreign cage warriors. They'll be like cage warriors champions or something mm -hmm. like that. So probably probably like eighty percent of the UK guys who are going to the to the UFC are coming through cage warriors. So. Um, yeah, if you if you watch him, like you can see guys like uh, just last weekend, like uh, Jack Shaw was a cage cage warriors champion. Um, Paddy Pimblett was yeah, Paddy Pimblett was big on cage warriors. Connor was in there for a little bit Connor too. Was double champ, obviously. Um, Michael Bisping going further back. Yeah, so it's really a it's a big show in uh, Europe. And I know um, Michael Bisping was one of those fighters when he was in Tough. He was saying that, er, when he was doing, when it was him versus Dan Henderson for the show, he was saying that he really wanted to show how UK MMA is different and how it's changed over the years compared to US circuits. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's on the up. I think the best indication you've got at the minute is, is Leon winning and defending the title. Um, it was a guy like like Mike, obviously the first British UFC champion. Um, not counting Conor, obviously because he's Irish. Um, yeah, but the first British UFC champion. But did the vast majority of his training. Well, you know, like after after a point anyway, he mm -hmm. trained in the states, whereas Leon has done everything out there. I mean, he's is, team, his own, is he? His own people. Uh, he's never never trained in the states. So yeah, the, the scene's definitely on the up. Um, the last few UFC London events have been really popular. Obviously, they did. The, the pay-per-view was probably the second one I can remember. Anyway, I think there might have been a few others, but the, <laughs> the last pay-per-view they did was Bisping versus Henderson. Okay. This this pay-per-view. Yeah, Leon Edwards versus. Kamara yeah, it was normally normally like Friday night shows. Uh, yeah, so they got him back out of the pay-per-view. And then the interesting thing about that one is, whereas we did, the, first, the Bisping fight was in Manchester. I remember because we, we were there with Conor and David Grant. Mm -hmm. And they did that. So the main event went out UK time at five in the morning. 
So oh, it's, geez. it's 5 a.m. So obviously there's, there's quite a few hours ahead ahead of you guys yeah like 12 i would say 12 hours ahead or at least that's no it's not 12 it's not quite 12 yet. i know ireland's like 12 or 13 hours ahead I mean, of nah it's like it's maybe like eight or nine it depends what what time of year we are and what coast you're on i think between okay. between us and if it's the west coast i think it's maybe like eight or nine hours okay um yeah, so like and then this time we did the the london one which was you, you guys probably had to watch it in the afternoon man. Uh, the London one was that this past card? Yeah, yeah, the last card. Uh, no, it actually came on at six o'clock. All right. Yeah, it it started. So the prelim started at like four, three o'clock. Though we obviously we had people over for the Leon Edwards and Usman card and those ones too, but we did. Uh, ESPN Plus added this thing called playback where you can just start it at the very beginning and watch it up because uh Goonie was on the card and if you guys don't know who I'm talking about I'm talking about Gunnar Nelson who fights out of uh SVG Ireland but yeah. also from Iceland my good friend and former training partner Jimmy Nelson and I know uh, I had I wanting wanted to get you on the show too because I wanted to talk to you too also about um my favorite Bellator fighter, and you got to wrestle with them, Michael Venom Page. Oh yeah, yeah. I should, like so, I trained because his last fight was uh, Koichi Yamuchi. Mm-hmm. Probably butchered that name, but he was um, yeah, his coach. I, I've actually trained with him. I think in 2015, they brought me into spar with him when he when he was on the up. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I did some like full MMA sparring with him. And I've kind of kept in touch with his coach over the years, and then they, they had this fight against Gory T. Yamuchi, who's obviously known for his uh, his guard and MMA and stuff like that. So they were looking for sort of like a fairly fairly effective guard for MMA and asked me to come and get some work in there. So yeah, like we we put it together, and I went and got like a, a good few rounds of MMA grappling in with him before he went out, like literally a week before he went out for a fight. Um, and then it turns out he didn't really need it because he just kicked the guy. In his yeah, he got, I saw that fight, he got a kick to the top of the knee to yeah, where it, like, dislocated his knee, right? Uh, tore his, um, it was, um, the tendon, it was, it, like, tore his tendon on that knee, to, he's, like, he's so dangerous because he's so powerful as well, you yeah. what did to uh, Cyborg. Yeah, the flying knee to yeah, where it like, dented his skull. His skull. It's that's what I like about um, MVP that or Michael Venom Page, but he likes to go by MVP sometimes. What people put him as um, is his striking is so good, but his jujitsu game and his wrestling game is so underrated when it gets to the ground. Like I've seen him take a bunch of shots and then finish, look someone dead in the eyes and finish him with a. Uh, leg lock or foot lock in his fights yeah i mean like he's like he's good um but what are his two losses for the wrestler he kind of just and he was like he was like a fairly good what's can you remember the guy's name uh douglas lima no douglas lima knocked him out right yeah um, but then more recently i forgot that guy yeah it was uh but he was like 
you could tell it was like a frustrating fight for him because he was kind of like held against the mm-hmm. against the fence. But that's like, like if you're gonna strike like that, that's what guys are gonna try and do. Yeah, yeah, because they know they can't beat you yeah. standing, so and they'll take like, you to the yeah. ground. Like physically, he's like he's a specimen. He's got long arms. He's fast. Like he's super fast for for a one seventy guy. And he's like, I remember at the time, two thousand fifteen. It was like that was. Fastest guy I've ever sparred with. And yeah. Like, cool. like I, I boxed pro for a bit, so I sparred with some guys with okay. fast and like, Yeah, it was just, just his movement, the way he took distance was, yeah. was really hard to deal with. And you've cornered, um, I could, I'm not sure how many, but I know at least one uh, UFC fighter, um, Davey Grant, um, yeah. which I've heard he, my dad's. Um, wrestled with him a little bit when he came up to the UK and he said that he has a pretty solid jiu-jitsu game. Yeah, solid. I think Davey's a... I think he's a purple belt under me. I should probably mention that. <laughs> yeah. I gave, I gave him a purple belt a while ago and then, like, uh, you know, because um, I've, I've, like, I've relocated to London this last year so I've not seen him as much as I was but we were, we were training fairly, fairly regularly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, like, like a, a good all-round game but... Um, Davey and obviously you'll, you'll realize this from his fights he's, he's, he's kind of super unorthodox he, he's got a great eye for an opening but he's really good at um, switching stances he's good at spinning um, so like you've seen uh, the other week he, he knocked out Rafael Sunsar yeah he's a, a, legend, okay. a legend of the bantamweight division in his he, own right with a spinning back for yeah and he ended up retiring after Davey beat him too yeah. um and then the Luis Smoka is really what caught my attention when he was fighting. That really made me like know his name with that knockout that he got off of him, where he essentially was trying to go to. I could be wrong, but essentially tr- was trying to go to the ground, but then ends up clipping him with the shot and knocking him out. And it was just an interesting fight um, with. Um, England, do you think it's with certain promotions, the rules are different from U.S. rules when it comes to rounds or how medical's done or that kind of stuff? So, like, the rule set is no different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been, like, pretty much adopted across the board now. It was, like, like in the early days, like, but it was probably the same in the States. It was, yeah. It's different, but everyone uses unified rules now. Um, it's getting fairly good to a point now where we don't have like athletic commissions like you guys do out here. Yeah. So we kind of have like um, there's no like governing body, which is which is what we call it. Like so, for example, for professional boxing, there's a governing body which is boxing yeah. body control. But essentially, MMA is still unlicensed, but it's almost beginning to like self-regulate itself now. So there's a bunch of guys who are like officials and referees. Headed up by Matt Goddard, so he's like the main, the main guy. I've heard of him. Kind of thing. Yeah, like you'll know him from refereeing he, a lot. He's yeah. Like, he's like one of the UFC's main referees, right? Yeah, if you guys don't know Mark Goddard, he is a UFC referee, and he does some Bellator cards. Yeah, I think he, does, he did. He does, he floats around, he does, like... He did one of uh, Michael Ben and Page's fights, yeah, too. Yeah, he yeah, even yeah. docked him a point for being cocky in the ring. Yeah. No, was that? Was that? No, I'm not sure if that was Goddard. It was Goddard. Was it Goddard? 
Yeah. Bobby Bolt. No, that's not Goddard. Oh. Goddard's got hair. Goddard is a guy who, when Connor jumped in the cage. Yeah, after, that's right. After Charlie Ward fought, he was a guy who was like arguing with Goddard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with Connor. I'm but, thinking uh, of. Um, you're thinking of potentially Leon. Maybe Leon Roberts. Uh huh. There's a few. Yeah, there's a, a fair few UK guys now that are on the like scene. You'll notice from a lot as well, like if the UFC goes out to Fight Island or something like that, they'll, yeah. they'll use that whole crew. So, oh, okay. So all those will be like be like the UK guys. But yeah, so they're kind of getting stuff together a little bit there. Um, and it's like, it's the same, but then like obviously outside of the UFC, there's no drug testing anywhere, which I think is a massive issue because yeah, um, no one's getting checked for steroids or anything. So well, that's the same with um, UFC for a little bit too. Um, well, before the UFC brought you started, right? Yeah, it was uh, because Chael Summons talked about it on Ariel Huani's podcast. Is He knew John Jones was on something, and he said, oh, I know you're on something because I'm using the exact same thing, too. And he Probably, probably using the same doctor to administer it, right? Probably, but he said that he used to take steroids like Tropicana, and he said that when he fought John Jones, John Jones was more powerful than he was. So he thinks John Jones was on more yeah. than he was. But USADA's now in place. And so it's it's possible, but it's a lot harder to get yeah, away with hard. that. I mean, it's still like, I don't think it's, it's probably, like you get a lot of guys who are like, yeah, every single guy's juicing. I don't feel like, from my experience as well, and from being around a lot of fighters, I don't feel like it's that prevalent. Um, but I, yeah, obviously it's going to be a thing. And like when you side is there, if you can still get around it. So like when you just imagine like, like literally there's organizations that are testing all of like, like why would like yeah. per- personally I'd never do it because yeah and it's an ethical issue for me and also i'd worry like even if it wasn't an ethical issue i'd worry that what what am i doing to my body exactly because there's like um what was it uh connor had to jump off of usada when he was weight training because mm-hmm. as you could probably see from his photos and stuff like that if you've seen connor's instagram when he's or just photos of Connor where he's jacked. It's kind of obvious that he's using steroids. I think I was talking to John about him, and he was saying uh, this John Cameron. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember John saying like, I don't think he's he's probably like not actually weighing that much. He's just really good at angles, man. He has like a oh. he has a photographer who follows him around. And he, he okay, just, his first pose is perfect where he looks big. Yeah, he's always had like like I remember because I've trained with him. Uh-huh. Many many years ago, when he was on the on the come up, obviously, and he's always had that like, almost like, like a like a physique, you know, like a bodybuilder's physique yeah. or something. Where he's like a little bit slimmer at the waist, but he's got big shoulders. So, yeah, I've heard he's not actually like as heavy as as he'd like people to think he is. Yeah, he's like, and he was just in a. Um, he definitely had to look big because he was just in a movie yeah, that's going to be coming out. Uh, Roadhouse remake, right? Roadhouse remake with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Which that's wild, yeah, it definitely is. And with um, you, the last UFC event, uh, Gong versus John Jones, they filmed it yeah, they filmed during it. the actual fights, and so that kind of put the fights on to be later than probably usual since they had to film that during the prelims. Yeah, they filmed it with the crowd and everything. Yeah, it was like pure people. Pro- 
posting like uh, yeah stuff like, about it like at the fight seeing Jake Gyllenhaal well, they must have known what was going down. Well, Connor was sitting next to Jake Gyllenhaal at the fights as D, his wife, was rubbing his chest during the fights, which Connor later on Twitter had explained why that was happening. Oh, yeah, what was that? Um, I couldn't really get full into the article, but it was probably how he kind of said it is it was trying to get. To make it, since he was next to Jalen Hall, he was trying to get it to where it makes the him look more like a, like, badass to for the ship movie coming out and stuff okay. like that. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, what he's trying, what Connor was trying trying to say at least from that post because it didn't really go in full detail. Is how I'm trying to say it, he was trying to make it sound like it wasn't her intentionally trying to be sexual or something uh-huh. like that on right. live TV. I see. I see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I got to ask this last question before we head out. Um, if there's a fighter right now in any organization that probably that you could see has the exact same game as you or something like it, who would it be? Exact same game as me. Yeah. I don't know if it's the exact same, but then like I was watching a lot of what Charles Oliveira was doing, mm-hmm. thinking that like that is how I should have fought because I had like a Muay Thai background and I'm, I had like good Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like I have a good guard and stuff like that. So I think like like if I'd still have been fighting and I'd have seen what he became, that would have been like a, like a, mm-hmm. a good. Uh, you know, like a good approximation of how I would yeah. like, like to have been able to fight. Yeah, because yeah, so so that one recently, but then like I feel like you, you are your own person anyway. Like this is the beautiful thing about True. the art. You can you can take everything. You're never going to be like even if you you take aspects of someone's game, you're never going to be exactly the same. Exactly. Um, yeah. But. And you had a pretty solid record. Uh, when it came to MMA, 20 and 11, I 20 believe. wins, 11 losses, yeah. Yeah, which is still a solid yeah. record. I fought, I fought some fairly fairly strong competi- competition as well. Like, like my sh- my schedule, like, I didn't fight hardly any during that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all veteran type, type yeah, of fighters. Like good guys, like prospects, veterans, a mix, you know, a real mixture. Um, mm-hmm. Did my best. Um, you know, I would have liked to, I was close to, uh, hitting the UFC a couple of times, that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Like before, I, before I retired, I'd like to have said that I at least fought in the UFC. But I'm, I'm like fairly satisfied now. Yeah, I mean, you fought. You can say now you fought in what's now a big organization, Cage Warriors. Like, I think like every single time I'm I'm on UFC Fight Pass looking for like UK London's prelims or something like that. It's always like. Uh, Cage Warriors, two, for example, like two fifty four must watch now, and it always has like the pay per view event. And I know Cage Warriors like, became a good thing in England. Yeah, they, they're always good cards as well. Like I know the matchmaker really well. Liam Dean has got a good, um, a good eye for putting fights together. They've got like like a solid crew. Like and if you're looking to see, like I said, like European guys coming up, but you you want to be watching Cage Warriors. Mm-hmm. You want to watch KSW because that's going to get a lot of the Eastern European guys in. 
obviously you want to watch the Bellator European cards um, and then there's more promotions like there's this Octagon um, which is based in Czechoslovakia, mm -hmm. and then obviously PFL are doing a yeah. Uh, it just started. PF uh, Europe one yeah, just happened doing last doing weekend. Dan Hardy's part of their. Um, uh, he's the fighter relations for that, and there's a couple knockouts and submissions on that card I saw. Yeah, I think they've snapped up a few guys on on contracts and stuff, and like. From what I hear, the money's not great for, for the fighters, so we'll see. It's we'll I see how that goes. I've been looking at it. It's better than Uf, UFC money right now. They're paying twenty five grand for the average fighter right now, and then again, PFL Europe's already is just now started. It's not like PFL US that's oh, yeah, been yeah. out for a couple of years. I think the, the Europe the Europe numbers compared to the US one. Based on what I've heard. But I'm liking, I, what I like is that there's PFL Europe and uh, PFL because what I'm thinking is they're probably going to do like a world championship based off of their tournament system. Well, actually, one of my uh, former training partners just won um, the tournament in PFL, a guy called Brendan Lockman. Oh, yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Um, so we, like, we used to train together uh, a while back. He, he won the, the tournament at February. Mm hmm the million dollar tournament. Um, so yeah, they've, they've got some, some big UK representation in there already. And Tiago Santos just joined it. Anthony Pettis is in there. And a good uh, female fighter, you've probably heard her name before, uh, Kayla Harrison's in there too. And she's won that tournament three times now, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, because she's what, women's featherweight? Yeah, featherweight. She's fought in some good cards on there. Uh, she lost her last fight to Pachenko, but she should be coming up here this season. That's right. Yeah. But it was a hell of a fight, and it was like a rematch fight because she had actually beaten Pachenko the, their fight before that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's going to be the situation with women's 145 because there's so few... There's so few fighters at that way. But and that's also Bellator's picking him up. Yeah, one good. championship. There's more than one. Is Chris Cyborg with Bellator now? She's, with, she's back in Bellator. Yeah. And then obviously Nunez is in UFC, but really she's the 135. Yeah. But she competes, I think. Is she not like the UFC's 45? I'm she's a double champion. champion. But like, they literally don't have any other 145s. They just randomly bring no. every now and <laughs> um, but she's not. But she's not even bantamweight champion. I just because she uh -oh. lost. She lost right. Uh oh. See. Uh no. She won her last fight. Uh, she yeah. lost to. Um, forgot her name, but uh, she lost that new. Uh, not Nunez. Um, um, she just fought her on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Forgot her name, but. Um, and she's just, but she just won again, but she's, um, but she's doing good. Um, I, the Venezuelan Vixen. Huh? The, the Venezuelan Vixen, that's, that's who beat her, wasn't it? No, it was. She won the rematch? Yeah, she won the rematch, right? Yeah, it was, um. Uh, cause she, she kind of got like, 
Jack built the Denmark version. It was um, Pena, Juliana Pena. Yeah, she's the Venezuelan big singer, isn't it? Is that a nickname or a name? I'm not sure. It's a it was a Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. Is that that was a one thirty that was a one thirty five dollar? Her nickname is yeah, Villaswain uh Venezuelan Vixen. Uh she's a flyweight and bantamweight. But uh but you're saying that they don't um Is Nunes still still the, the featherweight one forty five champion? She fights featherweight, yeah, featherweight and bantamweight champion. But that's a but when did she last defend the feather? Was it like Megan Anderson or something like that? She last fought for a featherweight belt? I'm not sure, but I know um, Joe was saying, Joe and his friends were saying, is that they need to make a, and I was kind of joking around with them, I could care less if they did it, but a women's heavyweight division. We could do like a women's open with but, but that's going to be interesting because then you're going to see Chris Cyborg and all those guys yeah. enter it. It'll be interesting to see, though. Oh. Yeah. Alrighty. Me and Matt are going to head out here because we got to hang out with Rory Singer, who you guys have probably listened to before in our last episode. And yeah, we're out. Peace.